Peach Weekly. Hey everyone, and welcome back to Beach Weekly. I'm Aubrey Balster. Let's get into the news. This is the lowdown for all things CSUOB, where you can get all the news you need in under three minutes. Let's go. The LA County Department of Public Health announced two additional cases of coronavirus in LA County, bringing the total to 13 cases so far as of March 7th. Following Super Tuesday, a contentious race will lead into a runoff election between Long Beach City Council District candidates Robert Fox and Cindy Allen. The two are neck and neck, both polling at 27% of the vote. The runoff election will occur on November 3rd. In another close call, Long Beach's Measure A failed to pass by a narrow margin of 124 votes. Measure A would have continued a sales tax extension that was originally passed in 2016 to fund public infrastructure and public safety services. The final tally showed a 50.1% majority. This Wednesday and Thursday, March 11th and 12th, ASI is hosting Coffee with the Candidates, an event that gives students the opportunity to meet those running for upcoming ASI elections. The event is from 11.30 a.m. to 1 p.m. at the Friendship Walk on Wednesday and across from the bookstore on Thursday. And that's the lowdown. That wraps it up for news. I'll send it over to our sports analysts, Manny and Rob, for the latest in Long Beach State Athletics. Guys, take it away. Thank you, Aubrey, for introducing me. I am here with Robert Holler, a.k.a. Holler at me Rob from Twitter. He is currently our beat reporter for baseball. Uh, Rob, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks for the Twitter shout out. I'm doing well. So pretty much why I brought you in here. I just wanted to see how the team's doing because obviously they've been doing really good and I'm sure everyone else wants to know why that is. As we talk now on Friday, they're 8-4. and four through 12 games, and that hasn't happened since 2016. They have a new head coach, Eric Valenzuela, who brought his entire coaching staff over from his previous spot, St. Mary's, and the offense and the pitching have both shown substantial improvements that are really taking the team to the next level right now. I know last year, obviously, was a lot more of like a transition year. What did you see last year that has been either resolved or is not really the case at all anymore with this current team? So this team offensively plays with a lot more energy this year than they did last year. So they'll get guys on base, and then they'll have productive at-bats after that. They force the infielders to move in on the grass with runners on base, which is a difficult thing to defend in baseball because of the angles that are involved and the way you have to throw the ball, the decisions that you have to make, and they create a lot of runs that way. It's also very fun to watch. Baseball is obviously like a pretty like heavy team sport, but are there any significant figures that you'd say have really allowed the team to thrive in this current sort of run? So the three starting pitchers have all been those guys. Adam Seminaris, Alfredo Ruiz, who's a sophomore for his second season, and then the freshman Luis Ramirez in the starting role, which is pretty rare in Division One baseball. And they've all already registered wins. They've allowed very few earned runs against. The earned run average of the entire pitching staff right now is under two and a half, which is in the top 25 in the nation. So they're doing a great job. On offense, you got guys like Connor Cox, for example, batting 469 right now. The team as a whole is batting 257. So he's batting almost twice as well as the rest of the team. And then also a guy that's coming on right now is Leonard Jones. He's a first baseman. He's hitting 326. He leads the team with two home runs. He's driven in eight runs himself. So 
there's really a portion in the lineup between Jones, Cox, and another guy, Aiden Mom, maybe, that are allowing the dirtbags to string hits together. They're able to get two, three hits an inning out of these guys, and then those pitchers I mentioned yeah. shut it down defensively in the back end. So. Wow. I mean, uh, I know uh, one particular figure of Cox, he, uh, in his most recent sort of game, ended up like hitting 500, I believe it was? Yeah. 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 So he actually did that the last weekend series as well for wow. for a three-game span. He was hitting 500. I think it was 14 for 28 yeah. uh, during that that span. So it's pretty incredible to see, yeah. Yeah, and like sort of to go deeper into that game because that was against a Mississippi State, if I'm not. Remember, yeah, that's right. right. And yeah. actually, just a small correction that oh, yeah, was no that was his stats for the season through the Mississippi State yeah. series. So it wasn't just those three games, but yeah. Take me through that because I think out of all the sort of teams that dirtbags have played so far, that was probably the biggest opponent. And yeah. uh, to get that sort of performance, you know, obviously that second game they had a rough go, but like everything else seemed overall like very impressive. Yeah, so first of all, that was a huge matchup historically for Lairfield because the Dirtbacks were ranked 25 and Mississippi State was ranked number six in the nation. And it was the first time in a while that the Dirtbacks played another ranked team at Lairfield. So wow. for the Long Beach community, it was kind of a sign that the Dirtbags are back in the sense of having powerhouse baseball hosted in Long Beach. You know, cool. one thing one thing that Eric Valenzuela mentioned that yeah. I thought was interesting was that he makes it a point not to talk about the past, huh. but he did say that after last year, he thinks that these guys, it's kind of like you get punched in the mouth and then after that, you're not afraid of anything. He thinks the experience the team went through last year really uh, hardened their resolve and they don't care if a team's ranked number six anymore, or number three or number one anymore. Everybody they play is, is the same to them and they're not going to back down. They're going to attack, attack, attack. Last year, everybody just had their heads down. And, and so this year... It's really just an energy and a culture that I think is the biggest difference, more so even than than guys progressing on the skill. Uh, what do you think the team can like bring into this sort of like next series and what they can bring into the future? Between now when we talk and when this airs, they're playing Xavier at home. Xavier's unranked. Mm -hmm. Long Beach State is coming off of disappointing loss to an unranked team in San Diego State. On Tuesday, I really expect them to be aggressive. They definitely need to win this series if they want to have a good shot at staying ranked. They're ranked 17th right now. Mm -hmm. um, and if they lost this series, it would be difficult to see them staying ranked. And if they were, it'd be 25-24. To end this thing off, you know, make sure to read Robert's content. This yes. will, it will definitely be up by Monday. Definitely. And you can like read as much about Xavier and you know, Long Beach State as much as you'd like. Also know, you know, always go back, make sure to follow Rob on Twitter, holler at me, Rob. It's going to be his birthday on Monday. So I'd Whoa. love for him to get some birthday wishes, but that's up to you guys. Rob, any sort of final thoughts? Oh, uh, no, just thanks for having me on. It's been a blast. And uh, Luis Ramirez, the profile that I wrote on him on daily49er.com. He has a great story. You can check that out too. But thanks for having me on. I had a great time. Yeah, for sure. No problem. Uh, we'll take it back to Aubrey to close things out. Uh, thank you guys for listening. Thanks, Manny. And that's it for this episode of Beach Weekly. Make sure to tune in this Thursday for a new episode of Beach Weekly Arts. I'm your host, Aubrey Bolster. Thanks for listening. <laughs>